show are not necessarily those of the staff, management, or ownership of WGCH Radio. Friday mornings at 9.30 are now known as Fashion Friday with Tina. That's Tina Bracoli, image consultant, personal shopper, and wardrobe consultant. Tina will assist us in identifying our ideal look and style, the statement we want to make to the world around us. It's not magic. The image really comes from within me, within you. Tina just helps us bring it out. So let's all get together for Fashion Friday with Tina every Friday morning at 930 on 1490 WGCH. Good morning, good morning. Welcome, fashion friends. Welcome to Fashion Friday. So it's July, right? And that means I can officially talk about fall fashion. (laughs) I know, I know. You're saying, no, no, don't. I had a, a good friend of mine who's actually in the business. She's also a stylist from Dallas, Texas, say to me, um... I can't think about putting on. And I said, well, you don't have to think about putting it on. I knew what she was going to say, like coats and sweaters and whatnot. I said, but um, we have to talk about it because it's actually in stores. So, um, all right. So, you know me. After Fourth of July, I consider, like, the summer's half over. I'm not rushing it. I'm not, I promise. But I am um, looking to what's coming. Listen, I have to do that. That's part of my job, right? So I have to be ready for what's coming and uh, what's what's um, new and hot and what's going to be good for my clients. So I think as things start to trickle into stores now, most people I have found, believe it or not, are actually ready to shop. Maybe not full-fledged, you know, chunky knit sweaters, but I think think that most people are ready to shop. And I say that because um, clients, friends, uh, colleagues, I think everybody last year was still kind of partially staying home and you know we were obviously still in a pandemic so I think people weren't full-fledged going out to do things and to events and now they are so I that's what I think why people are ready to shop I think they haven't really bought new things new items for their closet in probably two plus years that's number one and then number two they didn't have anywhere to go so I feels like this year at least to me I mean this year has been full steam ahead I will say within reason you know with some changes but it's much different than last year obviously so I think that's another reason so things to add into your closet I think you know I always say this shop your closet first I always say August September is a great time to do an edit and you can do this easily. You can you can make it fun if you want. You can invite a friend over and help you go through stuff. Or if you're like me, I'm better just kind of going through it. Shop your closet. Here's the best way to do it. Edit through your closet. Make piles. I always say this. You keep a donate, a mend. The mend is if it needs missing a button, it needs to be let out, needs to be taken in, It's pants, pants need a hem, it has, needs a patch, whatever. Just a little minor tailoring. So keep, donate, mend. And then I think it's important to kind of see where, you ha- where you're at. And I think it's important to swap things around. You know the old 80-20 rule? We basically wear 20% of our wardrobe 80% of the time. And here's the thing, and I'm guilty of this. You wear what you see. So if I don't see something, it's in the back of the closet, it's in the back of a drawer, it's underneath a pile, 
I'll forget about it or eventually I'll think about it and, I, and then I can't find it when I want it. So it's important to kind of keep organized and switch things around. Then after you've done all that, you're going to make the list of what you want or what you need to add in and then you're going to go shopping. So I'm encouraging smart shopping. And, um, you know, we can take it a step further and add in, talk about websites and all that stuff. Maybe I do that in another show because I think there's some steps you can do. You can just easily go to whatever your favorite app is or your favorite website and do some shopping there. I do encourage people to go into stores, though. I have to say, I spoke about this on a recent podcast with a good friend of mine who is a personal shopper, and we talked about the advantages. The obvious advantage of shopping at home is the convenience factor, right? We got it. However, we need to talk about in-store shopping because I think it's at a pivotal point. I think retailers have no choice now because they're competing with e-commerce, and they're, they basically were just com- not competing, but coming out of a pandemic it's like oh my gosh okay now we're allowed to be open and people want to come in and they want to feel safe but how are we going to get them in number one and keep them in number two so I think of these bigger department stores even smaller ones and things they're starting to do we're starting to see more things happening like I call it a store within a store so pop-up shops are happening more Little events are happening, like a trunk show. I know Mitchell's does this quite often. Um, They're creating more of an experience. Coffee bars, cocktail bars, restaurants, things for the children. There's all different things now popping up. And I think that's important for retail because I don't think brick and mortar is dead. I think it just is changing and that changing for the better. A lot of people say it is, but I don't think it is. So I think the important part is also then you get to see it, you get to touch it, whatever the merchandise is or whatever you're buying. Um, Interaction with people in general, you know, some of my best purchases were made because I was standing there looking at something, someone else was looking at the same thing, and they may have said, oh, I have this in three colors and I love it, or, oh, I was going to buy that, but I found it better at a different place, or I found something else better. I think the stores need to go with their strength, which is you can try the clothing on. Agree. You cannot do that on a, online. Agree. Agree. And that's yeah. actually on at my list. At least not in any kind of an instant sense. Right. Right. And that's also on my list. Then there's the relationship with people, the relationship with the salespeople. And you almost have to interact with someone when you go try something on, right? You you almost always have to say, because someone's usually at the fitting room, Mm. especially if they haven't approached you before. I mean, you walk into a store, hopefully there's a greeter. There's I mean, I worked in retail many, many, many years ago. There's always a greeter, what they call the greeter. It's like zone one in some stores. And you hear people say hello. And even if there's not a greeter, there's someone acknowledging your presence. That's number one. Then number two, you often will get someone come up and ask. They usually will ask an open-ended question. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes you're ignored. Or sometimes they're just busy or short-staffed. Okay. By the time, If you spend a, any more than a few minutes in a store, someone usually will approach you, ask if they can help if they're, or let you know of a sale or whatever it may be. So right there, there's now some interaction with you. And then if you pick up something, sometimes some stores, they're kind of on you quickly and say, can I start a fitting room for you? Or sometimes you make your way. So 
point being, you don't get that at home. You don't get to try stuff on. You don't get immediate instant gratification. And you don't get the relationship that you're now starting to build or just interaction with salespeople and with other customers. So I think that's really, really important. And I think experience, experiencing like new shopping options, that's what I think is happening. It's new shopping options um, for places, especially the big department stores. They're probably one – I would say they're – well – they might be struggling the most versus a smaller boutique. I think if they made it past the pandemic or made it through the worst of the pandemic, we'll call it, um, a boutique is now in a good spot at this point because it's a specialty store. So they've got a niche. They kind of know their customer. They need to full throttle and make that like customer experience special. A big department store, they're bigger. They have a lot more stuff to sell. So they have a bigger job, I guess, at so, hand. So like the business that's right next door to us. That sells suits. Yes. Men's suits. Yes. That's a small store, and, and it looks to me like it's as strong as it ever was. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I don't, I've never been in there, but mm. every time I walk by, I always see people either coming or going. And um, Suit supply, that's right. Suit called. supply, yeah. Right. Yeah, I um, I would agree. It seems that way, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. But yeah, it's a small business. Mm-hmm. Even here on the avenue, there are a lot of new stores that I've noticed. I'm like, oh, that opened. That opened. There's a brand new store. I have a friend that works there, um, right around the corner. It's called the West Side, and apparently it's a boutique. But there are like 14 of them, so oh. almost like small chain. I would call that um, but independently owned. Well, I think Suit Supply is also a small chain. Yeah, I actually, think it is. Yes. I think it is. Yeah. So. You know, there are stores, there are retailers, there are things opening, there are obviously things closed as well. But I think it's changing, and I think it, they're really gearing things more towards experiences, inviting you in for in-store, whatever, sip and shop, or girlfriend parties, or whatever they want to call them. <laughs> there are a lot of different things. They're not going to get the guys the same way, are they? Not only guys are going to be attracted to that. Maybe to the bar, like, yes. experience. yes. So Coffee I, bar or, you know, something of that. Yeah, I think food. I mean, well, that's, that's going to attract anybody, right? Yeah, that's true. Men, that's true. women, kids. Mm-hmm. I think food. I think you've got to be smart and you've got to have food. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. And something free. Because everybody, even if it's the tiniest little thing, everyone likes, myself included, everyone likes something for free, right? Mm-hmm. So I think you've got to do giveaways, gift with purchases. I mean, these, are all, these aren't new to retail. But I think as if I were a business owner and owned a brick-and-mortar store, these are the things I'd be doing. I would be going above and beyond to not just make the one-on-one personal connection, but I would try to also appeal to the masses. And I know that's a difficult job, especially depending on the size of the store you have. So, But I think bigger companies certainly can do it. They've got teams of people that can do it. Yeah, so that's true. And I, of course, always like to mention stores like Saks Fifth Avenue in Manhattan and Nordstrom in Manhattan. I know they're in Manhattan. You feel like, well, you it's Manhattan. They have to go above and beyond. But think of a store like Barney's that is no longer. So, yeah. you know, they were – so you think of that. But I think of Bergdorf Goodman that now has – I'm sorry, not Berg, – Bergdorf Goodman has a restaurant as well. But Saks Fifth Avenue, which has – Two, I think they have two restaurants. One is a very famous restaurant that is in Paris that is now here, La Avenue. It's very, very fancy, but it's very famous. 
Um, and kind of if you know, you know. And it's just, it's a fun experience. Um, but then they also have a coffee bar. I think it's on the fifth floor. There's like a little mini coffee bar. Um, and of course, there's all kinds of events that happen all the time. The second floor, I think it is, is the cosmetic floor. It was completely redone. I think every floor actually has been redone in that store. But the second floor, the beauty cosmetic floor, it's like a wonder. I mean, it's just, even if you're not shopping for cosmetics, it's really cool. Just the uh, lighting, the fixtures, it's all kind of open concept. It's very bright. Um, there's lots of music playing. I don't There's something about it that just kind of sucks you in. <laughs> and it's, it's just very cool. It's very pretty to walk around. It's different than, you know, cosmetic floors before. Um, and then we have Nordstrom, which is Midtown, which I've talked about this before, which I think has something like four or five restaurants in the store. Wow. Including a coffee bar, an ice cream bar, a cocktail bar that is in the middle of the shoe department, by the way. Yeah, so uh, interesting. And then there's across the street is the men's side. They also have their own stuff. They've got uh, some kind of little. I don't want to. I don't want to. Don't. I don't want to say the wrong thing. I want to say a whiskey bar, but it might not be. It might be like bourbon or something. But they've got some kind of cool bar in the men's department as well hmm. across the street. Um, but in the main store on Fifty Seventh Street. They've got all kinds of fun stuff. They've got a fancy restaurant. They've got more of something like a casual grill. Um, yeah, downstairs is where the coffee is. I believe there's sushi or some sort of Asian fusion type. Of, I mean, it's all different things. <laughs> and they've got something, you know, then they've got a Nike shop that's just Nike. And it's uh, exclusive things that are, you know, you'll only find there. It's Nike and Nordstrom have paired. So I always like to peek there to see what's... Interesting. Always something going on. So, oh, and then there's the beauty bar. I forgot about that. So there's the cosmetic area, and then there's another area where you can go just for, like, treatments. So, like, a facial, get your eyebrows done, whatever, you know, kind of fun service you want to get. And there's all different kind of, like, tools you can buy to do stuff at home, you know, like an at-home spa type of thing. Um, It's fantastic. Anyway. My point being, I know I went off there for a minute because I was just like walking the, I was just there and I was like looking at all the cool stuff. So point being, it's become an experience. There's something there and they're drawing you in and want to keep you there. And with five restaurants, they could keep me there all day for sure. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I wanted to switch gears a little bit and talk about fall favorites and some of the fall trends. Just a couple of them. I'm kind of give them, I'm kind of listing them each week. I'm going through a couple of them, which are my favorites and why and how to wear them first up is biker style moto boots i've been loving and yes that's a hybrid so to talk about this a lot here on the show we talked about hybrid sneakers this is another hybrid so it's a motorcycle boot but it's a so biker style but a moto boot it's kind of combined how much but it has a lot of hardware i'm trying to describe because i've seen all different versions so picture a moto a motorcycle boot with like a chunky silver chain on it like something like an uh overdone almost um like embellished almost but does it have a heel it has a heel yes that would make it that's got to be where the, the the hybrid is because yes. a real motorcycle boot you're not going to doesn't have a heel. right yes it has a heel not a bit not like a high heel but no, it no. has a chunky but thick a little heel. bit yeah yes yes so that's the hybrid part you're right and I've seen these boots for example on the runways of Chanel Chanel did it with a little pearl chain going around the ankle uh-huh. <laughs> very beautiful very elegant sure. but it's a 
biker boot. It's a heavy, chunky, masculine boot with this beautiful pearl. I mean, something for everyone. Obviously, that's a high-end, extreme example. But I've seen versions of these, and we'll continue to see lots of different versions of these, um, you know, filtering down. Bomber jackets are also big, which I love. This is something I feel like this never goes out. So this is something you should always have in your closet. But we're going to see a lot more of them this season. I love my, this is probably one of my favorite tips to give, by the way. If you can find a bomber jacket that's vintage, grab it. Bomber jacket, aviator jacket, peacoat, or varsity jacket, like the men's collegiate, very collegiate looking, buy that. So the the motorcycle jacket doesn't fall into that group? No. Okay. No, I would, because I feel like motorcycle jackets are better newer. In my opinion. Newer and then you can break them in and they look, I don't know. I don't find vintage motorcycle jackets that great. That's just my opinion. There's a lot of folds or a lot of snaps, chains. Yeah. The the zipper goes strangely angled. Yes. Yes. Uh, Yeah, I agree. And they've they've Uh, updated them. There's better versions that are newer, I think. Which is what I own myself. Yes. Exactly. Me too. And so, therefore, I feel like the bomber jackets are just, if you can get your hands on a vintage bomber jacket, like, or even an aviator or, like, a pilot's jacket, mm-hmm. it's got, like, the leather sleeves, I love it. Hold on to it because I feel like they're hard to find and they never go out of style. Also on my list is the power suit. I've talked about that here. This, this is kind of continuing from the spring and the fall. Um, loving a suit. There's so many different cuts out there now for women. Um, men, you kind of have, sorry, guys, it's sort of traditional. But I'm seeing more well, color for what's men. What's the deal with the tight-fitting suit? Oh, I know. You sound on like guys. my husband. You sound like I, my husband. I, I don't see why that's attractive. Even. I, yeah. Well, it's a look. I know. I get it. Yeah. You, you sound like my husband. He says the same thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's definitely a look. And I, I do see it on younger guys. So maybe it's a generational sure. thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's an, I, I don't know. I, I'm not a fan either. Like tight, too tight. Yeah. I feel like uh, you should just wear jeans. It's not then. quite too tight, it, right. but it's snug. It's <laughs> snug, but I yeah. have seen men where it's too tight because oh. the fit is already. So I think they're going in and buying like their size, mm. but now it's cut smaller. So maybe you need to size up guys yeah. or someone's not telling them, hey, that's not really supposed to fit that tight. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Call me. <laughs> I can style men too. Um, yeah, but women, we've got lots of choices. We've got high-waisted. We've got wide leg. We've got cropped. We've got colored. We've got shorts, skirts, pants, all the things that we love. I'm starting to see vests vest now, three-piece suits for women. Oh. And I thought, yes, I love that look. Love. Now, does the vest need to be somehow contrasting with the color of the suit, or is it supposed to be the same? I'm seeing it or it's both. the same. I, oh. I think both is okay, yeah. but I'm seeing it the same. I'm seeing like matching um, a vest and a blazer and then a pair of pants that match, like a three piece suit for women. And I, I almost bought one and I thought, oh, let me wait because there's probably going to be more that come out and I'll have more choices as we roll out. I just started to see it. Now, would you wear the suit without a shirt, without a blouse? If you had a vest, I mean. If I have a vest and the blazer and no blouse, mm. I would if it was fitted properly. All right. I mean, mm. if it's, you know, where it's snug and fitted and it just looks like a top. Right. Um, but I probably won't. I mean, it, I probably would feel more comfortable. I'm just thinking, I'm thinking of going into the fall and not like a day like That's today. That's yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm thinking like, yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably would do a shirt underneath. I would do a collared shirt and just roll up the sleeves because I'm probably going to take off the jacket. 
So that would be the other thing. Depend. Right. Right. Um, the return of color, which I'm very happy about. I've talked about that as well. Going Even going into the fall, we're seeing lots of bold colors, lots of blue I've seen, and different shades. Um, and then, contra- contrary to that, black is back. <laughs> so what do I mean by that? Did it ever really go away? No. But we're seeing more and more of that sort of black in a way that's very sort of goth-based, but in a very romantic way. So it's so it looks goth, but it's got like florals and it's got lacy. So it's not super goth, what what we think of. Um, and I think that's a nice counterpart to the bold colors. So if you say, no way, I'm not, I don't do bold colors. Black, there's going to be lots of black. And I always say, if you're going to wear all black, just add lots of texture. So then it makes it interesting. So a silk shirt, even if it's a flannel shirt or a cotton sweater, cashmere sweater, wool trousers, whatever it may be, it, or even black denim, gives it a little bit more contrast. All right. On that note, I'm going to take a quick break. and we come back, uh, we have a game to play, Bob. You're going to play with oh, me. I was f- hoping you forgot that. No, I didn't. <laughs> you want to hear You want don't want to miss this. Stay with us on 1490 WGCH. Fashion Friday with Tina is brought to you by AdCorp Media Group, a full-service local advertising agency that offers a range of marketing, web, social media, and design services for local business owners. At AdCorp, they take your business personally because they know that you do. By learning everything there is to know about how to run your business, the value of your products and services, and who your target is, they'll create a personalized business plan to communicate your message to your audience. They offer logo and branding development, digital and web design, social media management, and more. Are you ready to grow your business? Call AdCorp Media Group now at 1-877-323-2677. Or visit them at adcorpmg.com. Adcorp Media Group. They'll take your business personally, as personally as you do. Welcome back to Fashion Friday. Okay, so we talked about fall fashion. And I talked about a couple of my favorites and what's kind of coming down the pipeline. So, again, think about that. You can then shop your closet and kind of get ready for fall, or you can go shopping. Um, And speaking of that, I thought I'd play a little game with you, Bob, called Rapid Fire. Oh, boy. So you know Rapid (laughs) Fire? It's basically I'm going to give you two words or phrases, and you just have to pick which one – appeals to you better it doesn't oh. mean you it's if, if it's something you wear it doesn't mean you own it doesn't mean you just means like whichever one appeals to you better and oh, okay very well, quick don't give it much thought okay I, right okay so here we go i promise you it's easy <laughs> <laughs> okay good all right rapid fire for fall fashion sneakers or boots boots flannel or sweater flannel by the way, side note, when I was writing this out last night, I had predictions of which answers you were going to give. I bet you're hitting it right on the money. Yeah, I, uh, so far, I am, yeah. Uh, baseball or bucket hat? Oh, baseball. Black or blue denim? Blue. Peacoat or parka? Parka. Jeans or sweats? Jeans. That was easy. Um, hiking boot or motorcycle boot? Uh, hiking boot. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's what I would have said, 
but I wasn't sure about that one. I was like, yep, hmm. me neither. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. All right, pocket square or suspenders? <laughs> suspenders. I knew you were going to say that one. <laughs> black or brown? Oh, black. Oh, I thought you were going to say brown. Yeah, I know. Oh, Which you... is why one of the previous answers is kind of strange. Okay. But okay. okay. All right. You know, like the black or blue jeans. I might have gone black. I right. was thinking of like your belts and your shoes. And I was like, brown. I don't think I see them wear black that often. I, I'm, I go through periods where I like one or the other more. Okay. So I'm back and forth. Yeah. I mean, I feel like both certainly have a place in everyone's wardrobe. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, hot cocoa or hot toddy? Hot toddy. Oh, okay. All right. You did great. (laughs) And I predicted almost all of your answers except when you threw me off with the black and brown. (laughs) All right. The basics. The the basics. Good. Exactly. Exactly. All right. I also wanted to... um, after towards the end of every show, I kind of wanted to try and give a stylist tip every week and or a couple of them. And I thought I had I was talking with a friend of mine recently. She gave a good tip. So I wanted to share her tip as well as mine that I've added. So her tip of the day was to find the right silhouette for you. And this can be for men, too. This can go back to what we were talking about, about the suit. So if, for example, men's right now, there's there's a lot of the suits that are more fitted. It's more – I call it a European cut. I don't know if that's technically what it is. But it seems like the pants are more a slimmer, a slimmer cut. So, guys, that doesn't mean you have to wear it. <laughs> it doesn't mean – there's still traditional cuts out there. So you've got to find – just because that's what they're showing you. And keep in mind, you walk into a store, especially if you're buying a suit – you're spending a little bit of money, even if it's not the most expensive designer, even if it's a little bit – it's still – it's not cheap, right? You're not spending five ninety nine on a suit. So the salesperson also needs to understand you. It's a little like a hairdresser or a um, – a tr- oh, trainer, personal trainer, like they have to know and get your style right away. And if you don't know that, then they need to know what you like, what your lifestyle is. So pay attention to that, guys and girls. And then because otherwise they're going to be like, well, look, this is new. And when people hear new, they think, oh, I have to buy that. I mean, who whoever walks into a store and says, give me the oldest thing you have, right? <laughs> I do. No, I don't do that. I do. No, if you walk in and someone says, well, this is our latest collection. I'm you- afraid I'll walk into a store and people look at my age and think, oh, that person wants the older design. And I'm going to have to explain to them, no, I would like to try something newer. But that's good yes. that you would communicate that. Yeah, that's yeah. my point. I think don't just be led by the by the person. So, so her tip was basically find the silhouette that works best for you. And I know that can be like, well, I don't know. That's where you have to do a little um, investigation. Either look at things you own and or look at pictures that were taken and think, oh, I really feel good in that or that fit well. Or ask. You can always ask a friend or ask a salesperson what kind looks best on you um, and she said and then stick with that and I agree with her my tip was add a pair of clip-on earrings to any solid pair of shoes and um, it's like an instant shoe makeover or to the collar of a blouse or a top 
And it literally adds just like a pair of clip-on earrings. So clip-on earrings, I don't wear them because they hurt my ears. But I will buy them and add them to the sides of my shoes or the toe or the front of my shoe. Or on the collar of a jacket or blazer. And it it looks like little brooches. And it's like instant makeover. Extra points if they're vintage, by the way. So that's what I end up doing. I usually find, scour and find vintage earrings that I love that I can't wear. Um, and I'll add them to shoes or a jacket, like a little denim jacket. It really gives a cute little makeover and a quick and fast update. So that's my tip of the day. All right, that'll do it for this week's show. Join me next week for more Fashion Friday on 1490 WGCH. AM 1490 and FM 105.5 WGCH Greenwich. USA Radio News with Lance Pry. Two accused drug traffickers from Washington State busted with 150,000 fentanyl pills during a California traffic stop last month failed to show up in court Thursday morning after being released on California's new soft-on-crime cashless bail. After the no-show, the judge withdrew the prior $2 million bond and directed each be held without bond if they turn up on the system. Representative Lee Zeldin, the Republican candidate for New York governor, was attacked by a man who tried to stab him in Parenton, New York, Thursday afternoon. Parenton, New York, is about a 15-minute drive southeast of Rochester. Zeldin's campaign said the attacker was taken into custody. Zeldin, an Army Reserve Lieutenant Colonel Congressman, continued his speech. USA Radio News. To celebrate the launch of new Duracell with Power Boost ingredients, Duracell, America's number one trusted battery brand, has teamed up with Make-A-Wish this summer to power outdoor experiences for wish kids across the country. And they've partnered with Bear Grylls to help them do it. We've planned something special for a -A Make-A-Wish kid named Cameron, who's told them that his greatest wish is to go on an adventure together. And part of any great adventure is always going to be a great headlamp. Whether you're hiking at night, exploring caves, and make sure you've got batteries that are powerful enough to do the job. The new Duracell Optimum with Power Boost ingredients are engineered for more, helping you to get the most out of the moments that matter, like spending more time in the great outdoors and making memories with your family. For more info, check out Duracell.com slash PowerBoost, where you can learn more about their partnership with Make-A-Wish this summer and how you can get involved too. Federal prosecutors have announced the first insider trading case involving cryptocurrency. U.S. prosecutors in New York City said Thursday that a former product manager at Coinbase and two others have been charged with wire fraud. The Flint water crisis trial is rapid.